Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Overflow, the podcast. Are you filling everyone's cup meanwhile your energy and inspiration is drained? I believe when you move from overdrive to overflow, you have a supply of energy for people around you and all the demands of life so that you can tackle them with ease. Overflow is an experience of being in the zone with all your attention, so much so you momentarily forget everything else. This show is your weekly guide. Let's build a plan for making time for pure enjoyment or being fully absorbed in the complexity of your work or studies because this ambition will fill you up because you're not here to be average, you're here to be awesome. I'm Kimberly Snyder, motivational speaker, student of positive psychology, advocate and champion of people. I'm your cheerleader and your biggest fan. So fill up your cup, savor the moment as we chat and nourish the mind, body and soul so we can respond to life's challenges and find your overflow. I would like to introduce my new BFF. Even she doesn't know that she is my new BFF. Um, She's an entrepreneur, a full-time businesswoman, and you're a full-time busy mom of two boys and a, a lovely husband. Um, I love that your Instagram says that you are fiercely savvy and powerfully calm. That's why I needed to talk to you, Jen, like uh, you're family focused, you're a traveler of the world. I love that you say you have, uh, or you are in the relentless pursuit of your own healing and your own self-development, like what a power woman. Um, I see that on your Instagram and I see in your social that you love to connect with people and you do that as a real estate agent and a realtor. I see that um, all the time that you're helping them negotiate abundance and congratulations. You recently won a 20 in 2021, a lifetime achievement award with Remax. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So thank you. Thank you, Kim. I'm so grateful to be here. And I so appreciate your energy and you asking me to be on your podcast. This is so exciting for me. Um, yes. So there's been, it's been a very exciting year and definitely the lifetime achievement award was really exciting and just felt sort of surreal. I think, um, for many years, you're so busy kind of subscribing to hustle culture and trying to build up your uh, business that when you sort of sit back and then see, that you're receiving a lifetime achievement and you're only 36. I was like, oh, wow. Like so often we can glaze over our own achievements. And so it felt really nice to just be like, no, this one I really want to sit with and, um, and celebrate myself. So it's felt, it's felt really good. Good for you. And it, you Thank should you. be celebrating, right? And it doesn't yeah. mean the lifetime is over. It's just what it is an achievement of a lifetime. Like it really sure. is. So yeah, take a moment, celebrate it. And win another one, do, do, do another. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Next chapter. And yes, thank you. Yeah. That's the plan. That's the plan to keep on going. Um, but yeah, it was great. It was a nice one to sort of, um, lean into, um, yeah, it's been wonderful. So my real estate business has definitely kind of shifted throughout the years. I've recently just embarked on a new partnership, which is very exciting. Um, I'd, uh, tried to build a team a couple times and it just, I wasn't in a space where I was ready. 
Um, and I take responsibility for maybe not being the leader I needed to be. And now I definitely just feel in a place where I'm ready to coach and lead and build my business. So having another, a uh, couple more women work with me has been amazing. It feels yeah. like exactly what I want my business to look like and exactly the overflow that I want in my business. Ah, this is it. This is why I've, I've been, uh, I've been knocking on your door and your assistant's email, and I've been uh, uh, begging and pleading on bended knee to book time and have the right time. But this is why I wanted you to have you on the overflow. And, and you don't know that we're actually best friends, um, but I'm following on all your Instagrams because I love that you have, I, I see you from, from what I see. I see you living in your overflow. Like when you're with your family and your boys making the silly faces or whatever, like you are all in, like you are in that yeah. moment. And I'm sure that there's life, real estate deals, all the, I'm sure life is happening in the background, but it appears as if when you're with them, you're all in and you're with them. And then when you make your real estate videos and you're talking to the clients and you're giving us tips and it seems like you love what you do and you're sincerely, genuinely kind of all in living in your overflow. And then the part that um, kind of gets me a bit choked up, Jen, like the part that really made me reach out to you in 2022 was um, the mental health posts that you were posting. Mm -hmm. Like I I'm getting choked up now. Like I, I was in like, I was in tears that you were so eloquent that you were able to say like, Hey, mental health, mental stability is a struggle. And sure. And I think that's overflow as well. That as, as much as you are awesome and you live with your family, all it, you know, and you do all the things at work, you were also like, you know what? It's also hard sometimes. And you were so like vulnerable. Yeah. Thank you, Kim. Yeah, I really think, you know, um, I wasn't always this way. So in 2019, I was like so busy building my business and trying to be a good mom and trying to show up and, and just like taking on way too many things. And I was so stressed out and um, I ended up having um, a panic, a, a major panic attack, which ended up resulting in stroke like symptoms. Oh. So I was paralyzed on the left side of my body for about um, four hours. So they put me in an ambulance and we get to the hospital and we spent about six months um, doing a bunch of medical tests. And I think it just, I really realized that, you know, working all the time is just not really um, serving me. And I also think that at the time I maybe wasn't leaning into the most authentic version of myself. And I was so focused and fixated on appearing perfect that I wouldn't allow anything but perfection to be um, posted. In 2019, when this happened, it was such a good opportunity for me to take a look at my life and be like, nice. I think there was deeper healing work that I needed to do. And it was a bad situation, but it was also sort of the best thing that ever happened to me because I think I was just wow. totally subscribing to hustle culture, subscribing to this concept that if I didn't look perfect, nobody would connect with me. And in fact, I was just like burning myself out on both ends and I just wasn't being authentic to who I was. So probably in 2020, that's when I really dug even deeper into healing, self-development. Um, you know, I shared a lot about my own mental health journey 
And that to me felt really good because I think that so many people will be like, oh, she's so successful. She's all these things. And I think that so often we're overlooking the people that look perfect because they almost are triggering us. So we're like, well, she's perfect. So everything's perfect in her life. And really that need for perfection and that need for creating an image that just looks incredible can often be because we're so self-critical. So it was built on this facade of trying to create perfection. And I think the hardest, and the reason why I say the deep healing work is so important is because we really need to learn to love ourselves. We really need to like set better boundaries with ourselves and take care of ourselves and do this work in order to actually be in a state of overflow. Because back then I was just in a state of chaos and doing all of the things and not honoring and loving myself. And now you know, the more vulnerable and the more open I am and the more work I do. It's funny how now it does overflow and I'm more authentic. I don't have to worry about showing up and pretending to be something that I'm not. This is right. This is me. Yeah, This this, is who I am. Is this what's prompted the um, plate conversation about take it off my plate? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I'm like, I've always been that person that's like, you know, there's actually this great book. I forget who writes it called the eldest daughter effect. So I'm the oldest daughter of four of four. And it talks about how often when we're the oldest daughter, we're like always those people that like go to do everything for everyone. Like, um, there was this conference that this woman (laughs) ran in Europe and it was all eldest daughters. And it was just like, everyone had it. Like, it's kind of like if, and a lot of my friends are similar, we're attracted to like people that are similar. So many of my good friends are like the eldest daughter. So like they come over and it's just like, we've got it. Like if we're having a dinner party, everyone's kind of figuring everything out. And so I think I was, I've been so attuned, um, to this concept of always helping up and picking up pieces for other people and holding space for other people. And I started to realize that, um, I mean, it wasn't anybody else's fault. It's completely my responsibility and my own need, um, as a recovering people pleaser to start setting better boundaries for myself. Right. Right. Yeah. And those are the patterns and those like, that's how we, we, we grew up, like those are the patterns that were built, but now we're women, uh, you know, with, with children, with husbands, like business women, leaders. And so, yeah, when we're little and we're kind of being programmed or whatever the environment and nurture is around us, but now we're women. So we have a, we have a choice to say, okay, this is how I want to live my life. Um, that's how I, that's how I survived those years. And now this is, this is what I want to live for these years. So I saw, yeah, and I, I saw the post of like, take it off my plate, take, yeah, it, off. take it off. Your and plate. imagine if we all helped each other and said, I'll take that off your plate and I'll, I'll take, take that, that off your plate. plate. And I would I love think, to do that part. And you would love to do that part. Like, yes. And I think like, as women, we're so consistently, like not, um, asking for help, not asking for what we want. Um, you know, I think we are all commonly people pleasers. I think as moms, we assume we have to do everything and that plays a part. And then I think social media can really amp up that comparison culture of like, well, she's doing this and she's doing this. And, and I just really have gotten to a point where I try to block the noise of what other people are doing. I don't worry about what other realtors are doing. I don't worry about what other moms are doing. I just truly believe my kids picked me for a reason and they, you know, I show up in whatever capacity I can for them and the people around me. And I think I've just really started to lean into, I don't need to be what other people expect me to be. 
I need to first and foremost, love myself and honor myself. And that's a hard lesson. And I mean, we learn it and unlearn it and learn it and unlearn it. And and it's kind of a pattern. But once you start to see your own patterns of your own self-destruction and your own blocks, that's when you really start to realize like the only person standing in your way of your own success is yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also like redefining what success means for me. Redefining success is not working 24 seven and laying in the back of an ambulance. That's not success, right? So it's like really leaning into like, what does success really feel like for me? And that can be different for some people that's awards and accolades. And for some people, it's every night sitting down with a tea and just having a really quiet night and a solid spiritual practice. And I've found a way to have both. And both fuel the other. (laughs) I'm so with you. I'm so with you. I always say like on the podcast and in life with leaders and friends, I always say like living, um, living. So when we designed the podcast and we called it overflow, I was thinking, yeah, living in your overflow is whatever is your awesome best life. And that's exactly it for some. Um, it's been, you know, doing their masters for some, it's their workout routine for some, you know, it's being a mom for some, it's being a fur mama. Like it's all different. And can't we like, (laughs) why don't we, you know, share and celebrate and recognize our best girlfriends and our other women leaders in, uh, in business and just say, you know, good for you, different from me, but good for you. Absolutely. And I think like, someone else's joy doesn't need to be our joy and like celebrating the differences and embracing us all finding our own passion. Like, I don't believe we all came here with the exact same passion. Like we all have our own purpose and our own passion. And it's our job to weave through this world and weave through our life in a way that leads us towards our own light. And when we're, you know, looking at other people's light and comparing, that's when we're in fact standing in our own darkness there's this like image of the Olympics. I forget what it was, but they were so close. And, and the guy turned and looked at his competition alongside him and he ended up losing the race. And the concept behind it was, if you're worried about your competition, you will lose because it's not about them. And I think we all, you know, in real estate, like the way I sell homes is very different than how other people sell homes. So, you know, in this world, everyone says, okay, well, like buy billboards and buy bus ads. And I usually just reach out to people, connect to people, meditate on it and focus on attracting people that are going to align with me. I don't need someone to look at a bus ad and say, Jen Ziegler is going to be the realtor for me because I know that people will come on my path and refer me to people that are like-minded Right? because I don't want to work with people that are not similar to me. I want, want to work with people that are similar to me. Right. Right. And scarcity tells you that you have to work with everyone and abundance shows you that you can actually just work with people that you love and build a good life. Right. Which totally, which totally goes to like, do what you love. So definitely in your social media, like in your messaging, you, it always seems to be like, do what you love because you're thriving in. Yeah. 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 And I think like, I don't know what happened or when we were told that we're like not allowed to do these things that we love. You know, I think we're so busy trying to like keep up and do all these things that we're not doing the things that we really, really enjoy. You have this beautiful theme um, where in some of your, where you're thriving and you love what you're doing in business, you have this theme about trust the flow of life. 
And then back to the um, mental health, like in January, it seemed to be mostly about mental health. Like in, I think across Canada, we recognize, you know, mental health being the dark winter of, um, of, of Canada. And then in, in that where, when you're thriving, you talk about this trust or this flow of life. And then the mental health, like in January, again, what, one of the things that drew me, um, that you drew the connection was around floating, floating down the middle, like having some grace, having some compassion to kind of both sides, like honoring the thrive, honoring, you know, people's expectations, but you, you constantly, um, not constantly, but some of your posts talked about floating and like allowing, like I imagine myself face up floating, allowing Mm -hmm. the waves to kind of take us. And so there's something beautiful about, um, the mental health and like when we're overwhelmed and like you said, too much hustle. And so maybe we just need to float and see where life takes us, whether it's self-care, whether it's like, just like you said, meditating or taking a minute. And then also when you're thriving, like go with the flow, like do what you love. Totally. And yeah, yeah. Do what you love. And I think like, I used to be a very like black or white thinker. And now I've leaned more into like, you know, swimming down the messy middle, like nothing's going to be perfect, but everything doesn't have to be one way or the other. And I think the world tells us it has to be like one way or the other, or it has to be this, or it has to be this. And you know, even, yeah. And even like in homes, like people will come to me with a list and they're like, we have to like check off eight things of the list. And I always just say, how about you lean more into your intuition? Because I think your intuition will lead you into what your home is going to feel like your list can say like, we need to have an ensuite. We need to have this. It may not even end up having that, but your feeling and your intuition will lead you on the right path. And I just believe in that deeply that I'm so divinely guided that the more I trust that the universe will lead me in the path that I'm supposed to, the less fear I have. And the more I trust and lean in, the less scarce I feel because I'm like, it'll be fine. It'll work out or we'll find something or, and and I see it time and time and time again in, in my industry of people saying, you know, I come in and I say, well, you're, I, I see you getting this number and they're like, but that number doesn't make sense. And then I just get that number. And it's just because I like trust and believe it will happen. And then it does. And I think that's a thing we don't realize is, you know, in the physical world, the laws are different than in the spiritual world. In the spiritual world, the law of attraction is very strong. You know, in the spiritual world, like there's so many laws and, you know, opportunities that we don't really tune into when we're just living in the, you know, regular world. Hustling. Yeah. Like, I just don't believe that we came here to, um, you know, work, pay bills, that type of thing. Like, I just really don't. Mm-hmm. subscribe yeah, to people, the concept there's people that cross our paths and then we need to choose to like open be aware look into her eyes or his eyes like interact rather than just kind of go and then all this whatever opportunity abundance beauty these other things in our lives we miss if we are so focused on you know get work done I was thinking absolutely. about absolutely you as a leader. And so you said you're building this team. And so with this like beautiful momentum, but also this beautiful um, spirit, and I love your, your focus and your, um, your, your passion for life. 
And I was thinking about you as a leader and what a great boss I think you would be. Have you thought about your leadership, especially, gosh, especially in 2022, Jen? Um, I think I am a great leader. I think that I lead from a place of compassion. Mm -hmm. I also lead from a place of abundance. And I think that so often that's not necessarily where corporations and, um, you know, businesses are leading from, you know, like I'm just a big believer in investing in the people around me. We're so quick to buy investment properties. We're so quick to invest into the stock market or Bitcoin or invest in all these other things. And I just believe that investing in the women and the people around me has always come back tenfold. And I don't just mean that from a monetary standpoint, but even just building the women around you and the people around you always comes back to you because then you're surrounded by just this group of like incredible humans. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to leading my team, that's really what I lean into is like, you can do this. How do we figure this out? Um, you know, picking up people when they're down, like it's, it can be a hard industry. It can be a competitive industry. Um, and I mean, as much as I like trust and lean into my, um, spiritual gifts, I also take no crap from anyone. So I have no problem. I was like, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm such that a part in there. Is there a yeah. <laughs> for... And I was like, I take no shit from anyone. Yes, that's um, what I was wondering. Which is great. I don't, which yeah. I'm which like, is how true. do I weave that into her introduction? Like, that's yeah. what she is. Like, I think a lot of people. You don't take, you don't take it. But equally, as much as you don't take it, and maybe it's because you have this view of life, like I am who I am and I respect yeah. who you're going to be. And I respect, you know, who I am. But every time you post like your assistant or potentially this new partnership, you stand like you're like the rock star and you stand mm-hmm. equally with them. Like you hug yeah. them and kind of, of bring them in. Like, here we are. It's the two of us. Like, and yes, I see that. Well, I think that like the world tells us, like, you know, a lot of people say, well, you really don't lean into your ego. And I'm like, I don't, because I don't believe that the ego is here to help us. So, you know, I love the book, David Brooks, um, second mountain. It's this concept that we work on our, we do all these things to acquire all this material success. And we get to the top of our mountain, which would have been me in probably 2019. I'm standing on the top of this mountain looking around, everything on the outside looks perfect. And I am miserable. And then I realized that like all of these things that I thought that I needed were not making me happy. And I really just needed to dig into my own healing journey. And then the second mountain is the one that's rooted in service. So when you're standing on your second mountain, that's when you're in service of others. And that's when you're supporting other people around you. And I think that so many people think, well, once I get onto the top mountain or I achieve all these things, that's when I'll give. And I think that that's not necessarily how it's supposed to be. So I think I've managed to find a really good balance in my business. Of I don't get pushed around, um, but I've also spent a lot of years and I come from a communication background at Laurier and I spent years working as a bartender. So I learned very quickly how to pick up on um, cues from people, how to communicate with people, and also learned how to like speak to people in the language that they're speaking to you. So a lot of people would be like, man, Jen Ziegler is tough. She's this. And it's like, well, if you come at me like that, I'll meet you where you're at. Whereas a lot of other people are like, Jen's awesome. She's great. I mean, we do give her the number she wants and we do 
make it happen. But it's, I think it's, it's one of these concepts of being able as a female to like take no crap, but that doesn't also mean that I need to be, you know, viewed as, um, I guess some people would say, oh, dominant or bitchy. I don't think I'm like that. I think I'm just very clearly do my research, know my numbers, and I'm a fantastic negotiator. So I don't really stray from that. And I think that that particularly in my industry is, is not something that people realize. And yet, you know, there are times where my negotiating skills make people thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars because I am like relentless. But I grew up in a home where we always competed. Like I'm a very competitive person. Like I've played competitive sports, CrossFit, baseball, soccer, all of the things. And I'm just someone that um, deeply likes to win. It's very annoying. So <laughs> it's annoying to be my friend and it's, but it's awesome. Like I'm not, I'm not fun to play board games with, but when it comes to my industry, I just love the win. Oh, I do. Wouldn't... And it, and it's like not the win for me. It makes no difference to me what a house sells for, but I see the difference it makes in people's lives. You know, I get to sit at kitchen tables and people say, holy cow, not only are we going to get our dream house, now we're paying off our car. Now we're this, like being a part of this journey for people and allowing them to open their eyes up to this idea that they could live in a home that feels good to them and that they can lean into abundance and that they can really choose what their life is going to look like is great. It, it's, it's such a gift. It's such a vulnerable spot to be in. Um, and I take it very seriously and I work really hard on honing my gifts so that, um, people can move forward in their life with as much abundance as possible. It's so cool. It's so yeah. cool that you are, I think as a leader, it sounds like you like, so, so oftentimes leaders think, you know, the team needs to serve me. Mm -hmm. And I hear you talking about like, I'm servicing them, like we're working together, Absolutely. like I'm here to lift you up in whatever success, how you define it. And For then sure. equally, you're talking about your clients and you, there you are. Cause it, at the end of the day, like it's their house, it's their, like, this is a lifestyle change. Like I'm sure it's yeah. a big decision Huge. for them. And so there you are cheering, like rooting. I love the competitive nature. I'm sure oh, yeah. people are drawn to you for that. Oh yeah. Drawn or repelled both. Yeah, <laughs> depends, what, depends what side they're on. If they're competing against me, like, damn it. <laughs> but if it's they're true. with me, it's fine. Yeah, no, I think it's, I just think it's important. And I mean, it's such a thing that, you know, when you're growing up, you know, when you're a female that like plays sports and I'm like the person that's like out there aggressive, all my coaches always love me because I was just so intense, but yeah. it's just, that's how I am. So yeah. it's really nice to be in a job that's so natural to me. Like I've had so many people are like, well, listen to a conversation that I have with a client. And they're like, I can't believe you just said that. Or I can't believe you can just ask that. And I'm like, yeah, like I can, it doesn't make me uncomfortable at all. I learned at a really, really young age. No one is like, you can't just do good work and then assume that other people are just going to give you things. You really mm -hmm. need to ask and you really need to lean in. And I think that men are better at asking and women don't. Right. And it's like, you gotta ask. Yep. When I was 16, I worked at a Tim Hortons and I really wanted an assist. So all of a sudden the assistant manager left and they were hiring a new assistant manager and I'm 16. And I go to the manager who's like 60 something. And I say to her, listen, I'm really interested in the assistant weekend manager position. I'm comfortable counting tills. I think it would put me in a great position le um, leading into university. I know that it's an extra dollar an hour, which is really going to help me with my savings for university. Um, I'm flexible. 
I want this job. I worked, I was in high school full-time during the day. And then I would come on the weekends and I would manage it on the weekends. And she gave me that job. I was wow. running months by the time I was 16. And there was another woman that was so upset about this. And she was in her 60s. She'd worked there for like 20 years. And she came to my boss at the time and she goes, why would you have given that to Jen? Like she's 16. And like, I've been here for so long. Why wouldn't you give this to me? And I will never forget this moment, but Nora just looked at her and she said, because she asked. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. Right. Mm -hmm. I asked, I needed, I, I wanted that position. I wanted to grow. So I asked for it. And not to say that I was any better than this woman. I mean, this woman had like been there for a long time and put in her dues and was obviously older and all of these things. And also I will say, you know, it was funny because now here I'm a 16 year old, all the staff was like in their sixties. So then I was the one that was responsible for break. So I'd always be like, Oh, you can go on break. But because I've never led in a place of ego, they just love me. They're like, Oh, she's yeah. so cute. Whatever. Yeah. Like it wasn't like all of a sudden they have this 16 year old that's on a power trip walking around with the no. clipboard and saying like, you're on break. No, I was just like, Hey, I just needed, I just needed to learn some stuff. This is a stepping stone for me. I wanted to be responsible. I wanted to learn the accounting. I wanted to learn the numbers. I wanted to count the money. I wanted to balance things. Like I found that fun and I was bored and I'm someone that loves, I'm like the eternal student. So the more I can learn the better. And so it was great for me. And, and, it and was what a great lesson. lesson, right? I just asked Always. for it. I asked for it. And, and even that in leadership, Jen, like when all through the pandemic and even before the pandemic, if we would just say to our people, here's the potential, here's the role, rather than this teeny tiny little box, this is the box I need you to fill, do this. Imagine if we would say to our people, I need your help. And then they would say, I would love to take that on. I would love to learn. I would love to grow. Imagine if yes. more leaders would be. Yeah. And I, and I think like my, my worst fear would be like coming to the end of my life and then them showing me where I was at and showing them where I could have been if I wasn't scared, mm -hmm. right? Because fear is so easy to lean into. The whole world tells us, be scared, lean into fear, fear. And like fear-based mindsets are so rampant across the world, across the community throughout COVID. It's like, just be scared, just live in fear, just get smaller, just get smaller. And, you know, for many, many years, my light um, caused so much so many triggers and other people that I was like deeply and viciously attacked by a lot of people. And so it caused me to really try to make myself smaller mm -hmm. and tried to make my goals smaller. And I was like, maybe if I was just like, you know, maybe if I would have just yes. stayed at Tim Hortons and then just like lived my life, people would stop attacking me. And then I was like, you know what, at the end of the day, other people's not liking me is a reflection of the, of them. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for all of my triggers, all of my traumas, all of my struggles. I'm glad I went through all of them. And I understand now why I had to process the amount of things I've had to process at a young age. And it's because I wanted to be as evolved and present and comfortable in my own head at 36, which wouldn't have happened if I didn't have any form of friction in my life. Like you, you need the blocks, you need the trauma, you need the pain in order to convert it into your gifts. It's true. It's true. I, I do often remind people that, yeah, that is what life is about. It is about adventure, obstacles, challenges. It has to be because that's what be. makes up our life, our resilience. Like that's what brings us to the, to the table or we crumble or we decide, nope, I'm not up for it. And we, we dim our light. We tone, tone our own volume down so that we, we think other people feel more comfortable 
if if we tone our light down but imagine Absolutely. yeah and i love that like you take you're taking your time and your resources to interview women and to like teach women and celebrate women that are living in their life of overflow because living in a living in a place of overflow is directly related to living in your light. If you're not living in your light, you can't live in overflow. And I think as women, we're told not to live in this space, but I love that you've created a space that's celebrating women that are living their fullest lives. Because what I think people don't realize is like, don't be mad at me for doing this. Come join me, come link arms with me. Come also stand in your life and celebrate it. I would yeah. love to, I would love to put my arm around you. Come yeah. join me, yeah. like, live this awesome life yeah. or, or don't, it. that's your choice. But if you do yeah. come and I will celebrate and, and be joyous with you in whatever mm-hmm. you love, like whatever yes. your overflow is, I'm, I'm happy to celebrate that, but yeah, let's yeah. come together rather than yeah. like, don't tear, like, let's not tear people apart or, you know, it's not about comparison. It's about about collaboration. Right. So I'd love that you've created a space for this because I think it is important to celebrate women in this community that are doing incredible things. Um, and there's no one celebrating it enough, in my opinion. Thank you. Yeah. Totally. Of course. What of course. did you set an intention for 2022? Um, interesting. Did I set an intention for 2022? Um, 2022 shifted in ways I didn't sort of expect in, um, in some ways all for the good. Okay. So my goal is really building a strong partnership and cohesive team within my real estate business. Um, also, you know, when you do, um, build a partnership and you have to start to let go of pieces of your business, um, there's this really cool person inside you um, who's actually not really cool called your control freak. And she just kind of rolls up and loves to like try to put everything out. So (laughs) you know her. Yeah. She's Mm -hmm. a real B, but it's been nice to uh, kind of see her again and be like, I hear you and I love you. And I see where you're at. I understand your fears, but we're good here. So it's been nice to kind of have good conversations with her. She's been showing really? up a lot recently. Yeah. You go for a drive, turn yeah, down the radio. Yeah, we have a little talk. Okay, I'm like, have a little listen. Talk. Control freak. Yeah. Control, Control freak. Freaking. I hear you. I see you. Um, I see your fear. I see why you're scared to bring somebody else into your business. Your business is your baby. But what the divine is showing me is that I cannot grow. I've hit max capacity for myself. So what that means is I need to unpack and let go of my control so that I can bring other people in and build. So it's been nice because, and that's why I say we're all our own blocks. So it's been, yeah, her and I are having a lot of chats recently, but (laughs) I think- I'm just gonna go for a car drive. I'll be right back. Yeah, I'll be back. I just gotta talk. Yeah, and I used to be so, um, when I was in maybe older mindsets or old stories, I would be like so angry about that person. And I'd be like, just stop coming around. Like, why are you even thinking about that? And now I really lean into like, I love that person that's coming here. She's here to protect me. Mm, that's she's so here to, good. Yeah. Like she's here to keep me safe. Um, you know, like our control, our anger, like they're all other versions of ourselves that are just trying to keep us safe. Right. So whenever things have felt chaotic in my past, I would lean into my control. And now I'm like, okay, I don't need to lean into my control. I need to trust because 
that's what the divine is. And reminding myself, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Right. right. And I'm a smart, brilliant, like beautiful woman. And so, yeah, you know what, if I have to make a new decision, I'll make a new decision. Sure. Wow. Such a role model, Jen. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. So it's great. And it's not even that, um, you know, my team or my partnership needs that it's just all me, Mm -hmm. you know, they've shown up. So powerfully so strongly um my team shifted a lot at the beginning of year so i have a a brand new assistant jackie she's working on getting her real estate license and then i have my new partner michelle hojan who's fantastic and amazing so it's like they're both these like powerhouses um smart brilliant fun awesome women great representation of me um which is awesome but it is it is funny how still sometimes you're like ugh. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, I think it's normal for us to want to just all of a sudden kind of get small when we get scared. Um, but I'm really leaning into like, could I go bigger? What would this look like? And I'm just challenging myself when I, when control rears its head to be like, mm-hmm. it's like, you're, it's like, it's like the 16 year old <laughs> and those, um, Tim Hortons women are battling, right? The 16 oh, year old I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I want to learn. I want to try. And you have like the seniors tapping you on the shoulder. Are you sure you can do this? You're just 16. Are you sure you can totally. do this? You don't have a mean streak. Yeah. Are you totally. sure? Like- and I think it's that like doubting piece where it constantly kind of shows up and like loving that person and being like, I hear you. I see you 16 year old Jen or 18 year old Jen. And, and I think even just like putting, um, sort of a name or, uh, age or something to it helps me sort of process it better. So sometimes when I like fly into like anger or something, I'm just like, mm, what triggered there? And then I'm like, Oh, maybe that's like a 14 year old Jen wound or something. And I'm just like, okay, I see that. I understand that instead of like, and then I just see it. And once you establish it and name it, it kind of loses its power. Right. Um, so I look at that when I'm processing things. And I think that, you know, the world walks around, like if you're walking around being triggered by other people, that really is not their fault. And yeah. And I think a lot of people, like, I love the concept of there's a spiritual concept saying that other people are mirroring back to us what it is that we need to heal within ourselves. So, so often we'll choose to lean into like gossip or anger at that person. And I've just really learned like, no, if, if that person's triggering me, mm-hmm. what is it I need to heal in myself or what is it that they have that I want? So how about I lean more into how do I get what it is that they want? I remember I did this exercise once where I literally pulled out a binder and I wrote every single person around me that was triggering me and the reason why. And then I looked at all those triggers no. and I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No. It's a good one. Oh yeah. It's a good one. And it's been like a nice thing for me to look at because then I'll look back and I'm like, okay, Actually, that person's that triggering person, me. It's the trigger. It's the trigger. So I'm like, okay, so she's triggering me because it's whatever it is, her, right? It's not her. It seems like everything's easy for her. Okay. So how do I make things easier for myself? Like, instead of it being like, everything's easy for her, it's like, well, what's something that could be easier for me? Okay. Well, what do I find overwhelming right now? Okay. Well, I kind of feel like it's really overwhelming right now, for example, to make meals. Okay. So do you think I could come up with maybe a hundred dollars out of my budget and hire someone to come over and make meals? Yeah, I could do that. Okay. So like, could that be a plan then would then my life feel easier? Yeah. So would that put me in a space of abundance and give me a little bit more room? Yeah. So is that a smart investment? Yeah. Okay. So instead of it being about like so-and-so that's bothering me, it's like, how about I just turn this into a plus and how can this serve me in a way that feels good? And you're actually going to go to her and say, thank you. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I don't know that we always, 
I don't know. I've had people certainly come to me and say, you know, you triggered me with this or you triggered me with this. And it's so interesting because I think we never really quite, I mean, I certainly don't see myself often how other people will see things. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, I didn't even realize that. Oh, that's so nice, right? Um, and it's interesting. I got together with an agent that was like, oh, do you know how admired you are and how many so many? And it's like, oh, that's so lovely. I mean, my ego loves to hear it. It's beautiful and it feels good. It feels good. It's nice validation. But I always just remind myself, you know, we're all on our journey and no one out here is like better or worse than us. We're all just trying to figure it out and get into the flow of our lives. So sometimes we're in our flow, sometimes we're in our alignment and sometimes we get bumped out. And often when we get bumped out, it's an opportunity to dig deep and heal and grow. Jen, you're so wise. You're so wise. We need <laughs> to continue you. like in a book. I'm going to book you again. You're so wise. Sure, I sure. I love this. I, I love that concept of, I, I'm just imagining the binder, right? Of all the people and the trigger and then the real challenge is to go back and say, so what's that trigger? And is it really her? Or is it that I need ease in my life? And what can I do to get ease in my life? And imagine yeah. the love we would spread because we're, we're like anger, or we're targeting these people who are triggering us, but totally. it is really so selfish. It's always, it's all within yes. our entire journey is all within ourselves. Everything that we need to heal is within ourselves. And so and the tools are all here. Like we have all of the tools that we need. We just need to lean into them or find someone to coach you and talk you through them. Like if you have a really negative mindset in your head, then start doing the work to feel, to reset those stories right. and, and start to learn how to like, let go of some of these old things or stories we've been told. Right. And I think that's part of the work and that's part of the growth is saying, okay, like, this is how my grandpa saw stuff, but this is not how I see stuff. So now how do I shift and change it? And once you unpack it, you'll be surprised at what can happen for you. So surprised. This is this yeah. relentless pursuit of self-healing and self-development. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's, beautiful. yeah. I mean, I've probably been, I've been in, I think I started therapy when I was 19. I'm 36. I'm always doing something coaching or healing or trauma coaching or EMDR or, going on spiritual retreats in Bali or, you know, backpacking through Cambodia. And I, and I've just always been very much a free spirit. And so I think that when I open myself to do and chase these things that I love, and that's also my concept too, with, with my journey of now mm. building into a team is, you know, building something where there's other people will give me more freedom to embark on new traveling journeys and adventures and being more open and being present, present with my kiddos is really important because they're great teachers too, right? Our kids are our biggest teachers. Yeah. They'll show you all your triggers. They'll show you everything you didn't heal from your childhood very regularly. <laughs> it's annoying, but it's great. <laughs> I, I, so, um, I'm a big fan. Keep doing everything you're doing. Keep talking, keep sharing. Um, I really enjoy your posts and your, uh, your, your truth, like your honesty, your sincerity, your vulnerability. Uh, you have this beautiful eloquence, Jen. Like I, I post a picture. I, I'm the Aww. creative. I like the image. Um, I love selfies. My friends would tell you I love selfies, but your writing is is really what speaks to me. You do such a great job. So keep, thank you, Kim. Keep That's that so up. Nice. We're listening. Your writing as a leader, yes. as a mama, like. Um, as someone who's like listening to the universe and teaching us. So keep doing that. 
I will. Um, I'll finish with my last three questions. So one is, is there a book or a podcast you would recommend? Is there anything you're listening or reading lately? Um, so I, right now, I, a book I always pick up all the time. Um, and if you don't have it, I think you should have it on your um, bedside table. It's called You Can Heal Your Life. Okay. Uh, I believe it's Louise Hay. And um, it's a really interesting concept. She has so many lessons in there. And she talks about how our illnesses are often unhealed trauma. And it's, it's, it's a really cool read. And it actually like, often if somebody has an illness, she actually has an affirmation, which can help combat that, which is, you know, a different way of thinking. But I just love her ideas about money and family and all of the things she had a very, very um, traumatic childhood, and she shifted it into absolutely beautiful things. So I think she had cancer, and they thought she was going to die. And she dug into deep healing. And um, so I recommend that one. That's wow. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah, awesome. sign, sign on to Amazon. And what about so we talked a lot about this, but if you could go back to your 21 year old self, if you could go back to her and give her a piece of advice or whisper in her ear, what advice would you have for her today? I would just tell her to be kinder to herself. Yeah. You know, I wasn't really nice to 21 year old me. So she worked a lot and she, you know, was so hard on herself. So now at 36, I would just like, you know, coach her and tell her you're doing a great job. You've got this. I love you go at whatever pace you need, sleep more, rest more, mm. have more fun. The world is not on your shoulders. Um, yeah, I had a lot. Yeah, I think I would definitely just just lean into more love, rest, self-compassion. Mm. Yeah, we say play hard, work hard, but also rest hard. Rest hard, totally. Forget yeah, that. I don't even know that I slept in my 20s and I'm like... Would have been nice. <laughs> right, right. And is there one thing that you're, um, so you've talked a lot about following your intuition, but also following the flow of life, not being so uh, rigid, but I love also the like, maybe do something that scares you and, and honor your own light. How would you say you're living in your overflow? I would say I'm living in my overflow because I watch the trickle effect of my healing in all the people around me. So I really do see that, you know, my healing sort of flows into other people. You know, I started this journey of self-development and healing at 19 because I wanted to just feel good in my head. And now I look around and I think, you know, this flows into my children and into my husband, into my families, into my clients, into my friendships, into my community. And so that's why I think the overflow word and the concept of your podcast is so powerful because if you just like, we think we have to do all the things and really like go deep within, because once you find those things within, it will overflow to the people around you. That's so. next level for me. I'm going to have to like <laughs> that, that I'm, uh, I'm getting all goosebumps. I don't even know how to respond because that is next level. That's so interesting, right? As I am healing, I'm seeing the effect of the people who love me around me. Like, oh, yeah, because I mean, we're all one. So as we all, as we heal, we're elevating everyone around us, right? So it's like, no one thinks You're of it like that. Up. We all think we need to like show up for other people. It's like show up for yourself and you are showing up for other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wise, so wise. 
Thank you. If I was 21, I would say, go back and find this Jen Ziegler. This is what I would yeah. say to her. Go and yeah. find her, be her best friend so that when yeah. she's 36, you are as wise as her. Totally. Totally. And I'm grateful for her. You know, I used to beat her up and now I'm just like, oh, I'm so grateful because every, every old version of ourselves leads us to ourselves. So we can't like hate that old version of ourselves. We can't be like, oh, I just wish I didn't do that. No, every single step we've taken. No, No, like I'm not mad at myself about any of the decisions that I make. I'm like, okay, when I did that, this is what led me to this. Right. And so it's like, I'm grateful for all the opportunities um, trials, tribulations, all of it, because it means I'm here. Right. Mm-hmm. And living vibrantly. Yeah. We don't have, we should never, ever choose to be a victim to our circumstances. We should always choose to appreciate and have gratitude for the lessons we've been given because it evolves us and grows us into more evolved, stronger people. Well, and as you said, and then affects beautifully, positively, all the people that we love around us and absolutely absolutely thank you jen thank you for being here i've been dying for this conversation for a long time and i uh, i had the courage to reach out to you and say you need to be here like you're I'm my so beautiful. glad you did <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm so, so glad you. that you did i so appreciate your time and having me on here i was so excited about it and this was wonderful you're such a great interviewer and this was very I hope this podcast feels like a guide in your ear, encouraging a shift in your mindset, boldly challenging you to stretch self-care goals and continue to strive and achieve big accomplishments in life because you're not here to be average. You're here to be awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Overflow. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any comments, ideas, or feedback, you can find me on my website, peoplebrain.ca. Thanks so much for listening.